I'm Sean Bowles, and I want to welcome you to Exploring the Prophetic Podcast. I have a passion for how the prophetic gifts can change the world around us. They make simple, everyday people like you and I a catalyst for life-changing experiences with the supernatural. On this podcast, I have friends from all different backgrounds who each have a powerful story to tell about how the prophetic is shaping their world. I invite you to be part of the conversation. This is Exploring the Prophetic. You know, there's times when you're really excited to host a podcast so people get to meet people you're connected to. And this is one of those days. I have Jeremy and Ali Boutros on today. And Jeremy's been working for me for years, but he also has helped so many other ministers and leaders develop their voice and really get their books and their materials out. And also he has his own materials and books. He's uh, been an accomplished writer himself already. And him and his wife have a podcast about the ways of prosperity. And it's not just the ways of like prosperity in the context of finances, but just biblical understanding how to flesh out John 10, 10. Like how do you live the life that's true life on the earth? And his wife, Allie, she started college at 15, believe it or not, and was drawn into a career to help empower others. She was going to go after a pastoral degree, but she ended up getting a degree in psychology and now she's getting her doctorate. So she's been in there for a while in September um, this year. And so eight years of experience in the field of mental health, including working in treatment centers for children, teens, gaining experience in university and church counseling centers, and also in hospital psychiatric departments. So she she speaks on uh, just emotional and mental health, but also on, she just has incredible theology. And her and Jeremy, when they got married several years ago, it was like one of my favorite things because you saw two really good people come together and become empowers of each other and everybody around them. And I just love their dynamic and their marriage. I love talking to Ali for hours. Those of you who know me know that I love to study therapy, neurobiology, neurology, and psychology. So when we get together, uh, Sheree and Jeremy talk, my wife and Jeremy talk on one end of the table. And then uh, Ali and I will talk on the other end of the table because I pick her brain about a million subjects. Of course, I get to talk to Jeremy most days. So I see him quite often. And we're so glad to be able to present just who he is after graduating from the School of Bethel Ministry, worked with itinerant ministers, speakers, churches for over a decade. And he's uh, very young still. But with where he's going and who he is, he's going to be somebody that you want to hear from over and over. So here we go. Jeremy and Ali Boutros. Hey, Exploring the Prophetic Family, we have an incredible new resource for you. My new book, Provision, Prophecies, Prayers, and Declarations is out now. I wrote this book so that you would have a very specific tool to help you use words to define your own history and future with God. Throughout human history, we've seen prayer and the prophetic and declarations shape society, set culture, provide heritage, and bring vision for the future. And when you combine prayers, declarations, and prophecies like you encounter in this book, you become even more intentional about the power of words. Prophecies, prayers, and declarations are instrumental for us to enter our promised land. This book, Provision, Prophecies, Prayers, and Declarations, will cover topics in finances, resources, family, influence, favor, business, and more. Through this book, I'm inviting you on the journey of learning how to use words to speak in the very fabric of your life, the spiritual realm, and the world around you. I pray that you'll find yourself using and reusing this book as you hear God speak to your heart. You can get our book anywhere books are sold, but if you get it at bullsministries.com and you pre-order it or post-order it, you're going to get a very exclusive teaching series. So I want to encourage you to get it there. Okay, you guys, I'm so happy to have Jeremy and Ali Boutros with us today. And I'll, I'll, you already heard their bio, but I just got to tell personally that uh, Jeremy's worked for me for a number of years, just so long. And he's been kind of the building mastermind behind all things Bulls Ministries. And he does a lot uh, outside of us as well. 
And then him and Ali are working on projects together that are I'm so excited about, like their podcasts, their video um, content that they do as well. And then also an upcoming book that we'll talk about during this podcast. But Jeremy and Ali, hello. Hello. Thank you so much for having us on. We are so glad to be here. <laughs> Very I love I love hearing from you, Jeremy, especially in this context, because Ali, every time it's this context, like it's just mm-hmm. our friendship and I get to hear the strength of who you are in your role. But Jeremy, there's this side of you that you're such a, you're, you manage everything in our world, but mm-hmm. you also, you're an author, you're a speaker, you're a theologian and Ali, you know, she's Dr. Ali Boutros, but you actually should have a degree. You should have a doctorate because of how studious you are. I mean, you study all the time, like you learn things and assimilate so fast. And so you've taught us so much. And so I just so appreciate yeah, thank you so much. this context. Yeah, so I'm happy to I'm happy to be on and honestly, uh, thank you for the opportunity to to help bridge uh, the gap for more people to, you know, receive just uh, practical and uh, really down to earth uh, lifestyle approaches where it's not just spiritual, but uh, things are becoming tangible. And that's what that's what we love to do. Well, I, you're, you're kind of taking my uh, that's exactly what I was going to ask you about is like, OK, you guys both could be doing a number of things in the, in life. You could be doing, you could be ruling whole industries, I think, <laughs> <laughs> but, but you both have taken on this, uh, just from hearing from God. I mean, you guys both hear from God really clearly. You've taken on some different roles. Like Ali, you've been in school now forever and ever, yeah, <laughs> school, which is great. And then, uh, Jeremy, you've been helping all kinds of people for years, realize their potential and realize mm-hmm. whether, whether it's writing or whether it's in their ministry, whether it's in, their abilities. I know some of it was nonprofit that wasn't ministry related. And then mm-hmm. us, I mean, you've maxim you're like a maximizer. No. So tell, take us on that journey on um, how you heard God to do what you guys are both individually doing. And then we'll kind of go deeper. Yeah. I love that question. Uh, just to start off, I feel like there was an invitation I received several years ago from the Lord. Uh, it was just an impression on my heart, a dream that I woke up with. And it was to uh, identify uh, within the right season, uh, what God has placed inside the people that are around us. And uh, that's forever marked um, me as wanting to identify and fully realize the potential of the people that are around us because so we don't want to miss our moment of visitation that we have with them. We could be anywhere in the world at any given time, and they've been placed in our lives for whatever reason. And so to identify with God why they're there is is so essential. And I feel like just changing that like perspective for me opened up my heart to want to see the potential of other people come about. And in one is in teaching and reforming their thoughts, but another is to actually unlock that. And that's I in some ways I feel like you know, I'm just that prod, you know, uh, that stands by <laughs> someone and says, Hey, did you know, Hey, did you, have you thought of that? What, what do you think about this? At least you have self-awareness about it. <laughs> <laughs> you are a prod and it's awesome. It's like you, you have a natural, when I say challenger, I don't mean it. Some people look at challenges like a contentious mm-hmm. role, but you're a natural challenger to people who aren't sure what they're capable of, mm-hmm. which I think is one of your biggest strengths. I think you do it to yourself and yeah. it's like, okay, let's go after this and let's see because uh, I mean, I've done things in our world that I either faster or more that I wouldn't have done. And then also this podcast, you're the one who came mm-hmm. up with the idea to do this podcast. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, podcasting, Jeremy, is that really a thing? Or does anybody listen to podcasts? Or would I be a good podcaster? And you're like, we need to do this. And this mm-hmm. is why you kind of give me the spiritual 
reason why. And I was like, okay, I mean, it's one of the best things we do. Mm-hmm. And so you are a product and you do help mm-hmm. people make really practical decisions that affect their whole world. So mm-hmm. I, I appreciate that. Oh, Ali, I how that, about yeah. you? Yeah, I think for me, the the journey started because I really, I had a passion to serve people from a really young age and I really just wanted to help people. And so initially I, I just anticipated that would be through the church. Yeah. I was just going to go serve the church and I was going to be a pastor or something. And I had this vision for my life. I was going to be um, taking in foster kids and adopting. And God literally interrupted me in the middle of that plan, which I thought would be so fun. You know, yeah. I honestly thought you're serving God and, you know, maybe the mission field and all these things would be amazing. And God was like, that's not what I have for you. And he spoke so clearly. And I was really disappointed, to be honest, because Mm. to me, that was my, you know, some people say, don't send me to deep, dark Africa. I was like, send me anywhere. That sounds like fun, you know? (laughs) And God, you know, then called me to academia, which I thought was like the worst calling. It's like, can I switch my calling right now? Because does anyone want to (laughs) trade? I'm sure many people feel that way too. Yeah. And so, you know, he said, I want you to finish your bachelor's. And I was always a great student, but I didn't like have a passion for education or school. And then from there, he led me on to this very clear moment where through various words that people had given me, um, I had this moment and I was studying abroad in Oxford, England at the time, finishing my bachelor's. And he said, I want you to get your master's now. And I was like, no, God, no, don't anything but that. But I had received so many words that like this was coming and I knew in in my heart of hearts, this is what God had called me to. And for me, it was painfully practical. It was like, go sit and write a paper. And very few people get super, super excited about that. Like, go sit, do a practical class, learn practical skills, learn practical tools. But he said, you know what, Ali, I'm going to open so many more doors for you to serve people and serve them well if you invest in these practical things. And so from that moment, it really kind of changed my heart to see, you know, Jesus was a carpenter for so many more years than he was in ministry. He practiced so many That's things so good. practically, mm-hmm. right? And and he didn't celebrate um, the years of his life always doing ministry all the time. He did things very practically And when he did miracles, even it was for practical needs. It was, Hey, I'm going to feed these people. They need food to eat. They need something for their body. They need something for their relationship. They need something for their heart to be healed. And, and so learning these practical tools I've seen throughout my master's and then my doctorate has really truly, as he said, opened up so many doors that I wouldn't have had because now I have this bridge for here's the word of God and here's how we can manifest that. And here's how we can progress in that in a tangible way where we can see uh, the impact that our life and our words have on people. So it's been a really fun journey. No. And I think it's really um, beautiful just knowing you guys and hearing, like I remember one time we sat down and you were telling me just basic, simple steps people can come out of depression with. You were just talking about just depression, you know, as Mm -hmm. a clinical person and but with the theological heart and it was so easy to hear the steps i was like that's so practical it like demystifies the process Mm -hmm. and i just feel like there's a number of areas like that where you just you say something and it's like it has the ultimate truth of that biblical place that you've carried that deep intimate place with god you've carried but it also has that practical which i feel like there hasn't been enough marriages between the practical and spiritual principles and so Mm -hmm. that's why we're where we're at today in so many issues because people don't have tools and people right. don't understand right. 
how to grab hold of the tools we have and apply the tools. They might know the tools, but they don't know how to apply them. And both of you guys seem to be like application people. Mm-hmm. Like you help people, like even in your book, which I've read that's coming out. It's like, it's so easy. Like I just read it and I was like, I, I want to do it as a devotional, honestly, mm-hmm. even though it's not devotionally written. I just, it's so practical and so easy, but it's so profound oh, because it, it, it's that bridge. So, well, let's go a little bit deeper and talk about um, just some of the stuff that, you know, I think people would be curious about from what we've just talked about. And part of it's like, how did you, first of all, I'm going to go back to your marriage story a little bit. Cause I, I, even though you didn't put that on your, on the shot list of what we talk about, <laughs> <laughs> I love your marriage. So let's talk about like you guys meeting and coming together. Cause you didn't just like get married and fall or fall in love and get married. There was like spiritual purpose in your connection. And I just think it's really cool. Ali, you were in the middle of school. You weren't even like focused on dating at all. No. And Jeremy, your season you were in. So talk about that a little bit, just as far as let's get to a story about who you guys are at too. And then I want to get, I have some other really good questions for you. Yeah, I think that when we met, we just really realized that the purpose was for so much. You know, we had invested so much individually into our lives and God just saw the vision for our lives and how it could be multiplied with each other. I remember even within that process, God was speaking so much, which was really fun. And it was a really kind of adventurous process. I remember um, God had given Jeremy this word and it was these scriptures And at the time I'd been living in, um, I'd been going to school. So I had a permanent location where it was a family house with my grandparents. And then I was kind of staying with um, some friends in this other big house near my school. So that way I could just go to classes and then I'd go home for the weekends. Well, at the time, I didn't even know the address of the house. I didn't even think about it because I'm like, it's my friend's house. I just hang out there. And um, we had been dating and Jeremy sent me these scriptures one time, which was so funny. He said, do these, do these, um, numbers mean anything to you with these two scriptures? And I was like, no. He's like, it's not your address or anything, is it? I'm like, oh crap. I don't even know my, <laughs> I don't know my address. <laughs> I don't even know my address. And I hadn't told anyone. Cause it's like, you don't tell your family, Hey, send mail to my friend's house that I, yeah. I just go there to spend the night. Cause I'm working so much. And, um, and then I went and I checked my address and lo and behold, there it was. And it was this, I like, I was looking outside, I was looking at my text and I looked up at the address on the house and back at the text. I'm like, it was in the perfect order. I was like, oh my gosh, this is real. Um, Your new boyfriend had to tell your address. I know he had never been there. I was like really protective of everything. I didn't tell him. I didn't tell anyone. And so we had several moments like that. And, and the roses too. Yeah. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He had mentioned three roses and Rose happens to be my middle name and um, someone in my family. And it's like, what do three roses mean to you? I'm like, well, mean something. I'll tell you that. <laughs> wow. Um, but it was really cool. And I remember even being very young and, and I had asked God, you know, am I going to get married? I was always pretty independent. Um, I had a definite independent streak and, you know, had vision for my life and, and I had felt like I saw this image of me with this other person. And over the years, I kind of thought about it um, occasionally, but but then just really forgot about it. And I remember early on when we were dating, I, I literally um, was outside just thinking nothing to do with Jeremy. And I walked inside and all of a sudden that picture came into my mind. And I was like, it was from like 10 years earlier. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is the person. This oh, wow. is the person. 
that was in that that image in my mind and I just froze for a second because I was like I didn't think that was like you know how sometimes you get these ideas or pictures you're like I don't know if that's real maybe it's just like metaphorical or something and I had been so focused on being you know on my single life that um that I hadn't really thought of it but that that those moments really helped um in the beginning to remind me like God is in everything and just as much as we I was trying to see if this was a practical fit God also saw it as a spiritual fit and wow. both of those things just came together my mind was just so well do we work well together do we communicate well do we have all these things that I'd learned from psychology we need to have and then God <laughs> just came in and and really sealed it he really sealed it with his presence and and his voice, which was really beautiful. Yeah, and our marriage has definitely been one of uh, love and and purpose. And I, I just want to qualify too, just because someone gives you a word doesn't mean you should marry them. But <laughs> it, it could confirm. That's true. <laughs> it could confirm what you what's already existing. So, uh, which which it did for us, and in beautiful ways. And uh, we believe in this wholeheartedly. We kicked off. Uh, we have a podcast called. Uh, the ways of prosperity and radiant thoughts. We wanted to take people through the different uh, ways of prosperity, which is a a story which which we can unpack a little bit later. But the first one we really wanted to focus on was how your spouse is a multiplication factor for your life. And there's an invitation within that relationship that is so unique and so divine that God has set aside one of his specific ways for you to prosper. And it's with your relationship with your spouse. And and that's been for us um, a really uh, a really wonderful road roadmap for for success. And I feel like um, there's so many layers where we're able to connect uh, in a deep intentional way, not just for intimacy, but for for divine purpose. And uh, it's really taken the the summation of our life and our experience and put the put it together in this moment. And we yeah. feel like we're in a we're in a divine moment when we connect uh on practical things and on uh you know normal relational processes as well. Well and I'll say this as someone who's uh you know Ali you came and traveled to some one of our tours a lot and I would ride in the car with you guys mostly it was just the, the three of us I'd be in the back seat and um and sometimes I would you know we'd all just kind of zone out and or I'd be like you know doing whatever I was doing on my work and you guys would start talking and I would listen to just your dynamic and your marriage. You guys would go deep and talk about theology and then you go deep and talk about the world. And then you just say something playful and fun. And then it was just like, it was so like um, what I think a lot of people want in marriage who are Christians mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. where they want to have, they want to have a meeting of minds, but they want to be able to play with each other and they want to be able to just enjoy life. And there's mm -hmm. just, I watch you guys enjoy each other. And so it's, it's been so beautiful to watch from the outside as a friend, just God give, you know, cause you always want your friends to, to have that. And it just, and then the fact that you guys feel like you're supposed to give that away. And I want to qualify cause I, I do want to talk about uh, the encounter you had Jeremy in just a minute where, you know, God really gave you guys, he had you dive in deep as a couple into some of the stuff and the fleshing out resources. But mm -hmm. one of the things about like this word prosperity, that's been one of the themes that he had you dive into. Uh, it's not just hyper wealth kind of mentality or like a name and claim. It's not the word of faith. Not that word of faith is bad, but it's not that. It's actually like God's designed us to prosper in him. And here's all the ways you could prosper. And you guys have really like unpacked that for all of us. Like I'm, I'm hearing mm -hmm. in all kinds of things in new ways when I listen to you guys. And marriage was one of the first ones like you're saying. And I think it's just such a, it's such a beautiful picture because of just what 
the world needs right now. I know that, thank God, the divorce rate in Ali, I don't know if you can confirm this or not, but I was reading a social scientist who's done studies now over Christianity and that our divorce rate has gone down to about 37 or 38% versus that in, in America and in, in regular society, it's up to 40, whatever percent. And so we, we actually have a lower divorce rate. So marriages work more when you have Christ as a center of them, it sounds like from this study, that's what he was trying to prove. I don't know if you've mm-hmm. seen that at all or, or, or heard that at all, but I think there's something about, we need to put this kind of marriage on display or like talk about these kinds of principles, both in weakness and strength because of what can happen through them. And we're watching it with you guys. Yeah. But Jeremy, t- talk to us about like when you had a dream and it caused you guys to like really go deep and go into like fleshing into resources for others. Because again, you guys have been very servant hearted and I know you have your own calling and then you also part of your calling is to help others callings happen. Mm-hmm. So kind of talk about this. Um, several years ago, I uh, received a prophetic word from someone. It was, I was on a mission trip in Brazil and it was uh, with Randy Clark and uh, his organization. And the word was given to him and then he prayed for me. And it was that I was going to write and, and help create 50 books before I'm 50. And, and ever since I received that, I've had an internal compass towards uh, taking everything in my life and, and leveraging the relationship that I have with the Lord in a way to help people and create. So we've, we've constantly had that uh, as a mandate for us internally. And I feel like my dreams are shaped by that as well. And uh, a few years ago, I had a dream and it was a very vivid dream. It was like a you know, 4K IMAX dream where um, <laughs> Jesus was on the uh, shore and the disciples were in the boat. And it was the second example of this in the scriptures. And the disciples were, were toiling all night and casting their nets, not catching anything. And then uh, the man from the shore spoke and said, hey, cast your net on the right side which was the correct side, which is what he was, he was speaking uh, for them to do. And they, and they did so, and they pulled in 153 fish. And I woke up out of the dream, and I heard the inner, inner audible voice of the Lord say, there's 153 ways of prosperity. Do you want to know what they are? He said yeah. no. <laughs> no, he said I didn't no, say no. no. I'm just kidding. Nobody says no to that. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, no, I didn't hear that part. I didn't know no. that part of the story. <laughs> <laughs> and then within the next hour, I sat down and I wrote the scripture and the reference and the, the type wow. uh, of, of the 153 ways. And then for the last, let's say, year and a half, we unpacked that uh, to become really, really practical. And uh, the backstory is God has a blueprint for prosperity, and it is holistic, and it covers every area of our life. And the church and uh, society has adopted uh, a general understanding and segmented understandings of what prosperity is like. And there's some some positive and negative connotations towards that experience. But but what God has for us is a holistic, wonderful prosperity that impacts our emotions, it impacts our mind, it impacts our body, it impacts our relationships, uh, society, it changes our profession, along with our finances. And so we've started to flesh this out in a real way, and and we turned it into a book, and and it'll be, uh, it'll be out in August, I think, eighteenth, uh, with with uh, Harper Collins, uh, Thomas Nelson, and we we fleshed this out together because it was who we were uh, beforehand in terms yeah. of a, a theological and spiritual, along with a very practical, uh, real life approach. Yeah, and even with that, it's like God 
just so desires for us to be prospering in our soul and our mind and our body. And, and it's been such a fun, like really fun process for us because Jeremy has such a, a strategic mind and he has um, so much leadership on him. And then as well, just the theology that he carries and the perspective of God that he carries is so powerful. And then I feel like I've, I've devoted the last eight years of my life to learning things in psychology. And, and, and it's been such a joy and really a fun adventure to find out even the research that's out there that confirms the word of God, but yeah. maybe is completely disconnected from people that would ever even believe in God in terms of like um, what they confess for their personal life. And so things like slow to anger, like slow to being slow to anger is not just to help us be more spiritual or help us be, you know, a better person. There's a specific reason we're instructed, like, you know, there's power that comes when we're slow to anger. And there is a gift that is not just for your spirit, but psychology would say in these studies, like this impacts your body. This wow. impacts your physical health when you're slow to anger. This impacts your relational health when you're slow to anger. And you can take a moment to to breathe and to center yourself before continuing a hard conversation, it really impacts your relationships. And when mm -hmm. you uh, are slow to anger, you probably make better decisions financially <laughs> and emotionally, mm -hmm. right? It's not just for one purpose that God says, be slow to anger, just so you can be like Jesus and, and be a good spiritual person. It's like, no, be slow to anger so that all of you can prosper, so that you can holistically thrive in your life. That is so good. And Ali, you've had quite a few times in, in just working through your residencies and then treating people and then also just doing counseling where God's shown up and you can't, in a traditional format, you can't, um, you know, prophesy or you can't right. use dreams or you can't use encounters. But I wanted to bring this up in the context of what you guys are saying, because I think it's, it's for people to hear some of like how you've woven your spirituality into your career in a stealth practical mode so that you're not violating any of the environment you're in, but you're actually enhancing it. And can you talk about that a little bit? That's right. I think, you know, Paul talks about how we need to present in a way that is um, palatable for the people that we are trying to help. If we're trying to win people, maybe we become more like them. We talk more like them. We we put ourselves in their shoes in that environment. It's not that we change our heart. We change who we are. We change who God is in us. But we just present it in a way where it's not a stumbling block for people. And I truly believe that that God's spirit and God's purpose is so powerful that even when we don't overtly uh, prophesy or evangelize, that his spirit works through us and, and we release something and, and allow people to be released into a better spiritual place, a better emotional place, which is a picture of God and is a picture of yeah. Jesus and what he yeah. did. He released them into a better place. Not even everyone did he say, okay, so now here's the, here's the steps you need to take to be more spiritual and be more like me and think more like me. You know, he, he just released that on them. And so I feel like even in my work, there's, there's moments where I've been so fortunate to sit with people who may be Christian, who may not be Christian, who may bring up God in our sessions, who may not. And I'm ethically bound to not uh, bring sort of what the world of psychology would say is my kind of agenda into that. And I believe that in that context, that's okay. And, and I have to um, be willing to work in a way that honors the context that I'm in that doesn't dishonor it, right? And so I think this is true for any work that we do. 
when we go in and we speak truth and we speak God's heart and we speak love, it actually does something beyond what we may see with our physical eyes for that person. And it, it releases love, which has um, a power to it, a transformative power, which I believe leads them closer to truth and love. And it, it causes them to crave truth and love, which I ultimately believe brings them in a direction closer to That's God. That's so good. That's but so good. To be aware in that moment, even um, spiritually, to be open to hear what God says and then to be willing to not have to present it in a way that I may want to present, but to really come with a servant heart and say, let me present this in a way that can be received. And maybe that simply comes in my work as a question, you know, asking someone, what, what's something else you could see in this situation? Maybe it comes um, as a, just a comment or a reflection of, it looks like your heart is really looking for this, you know, but it's not, um, it's not something that is, this crazy spiritual moment for them, but I think it has a spiritual impact that's enduring because it does touch them in their heart and in their mind. Which I think, again, it comes back to you guys are helping people to see the value in that. You're some of the, I, you know, I, I've, I've talked about uh, Brene Brown quite a bit on our podcast and just through time, who's a, you know, a sociologist. And I just think she, um, she's been kind of leading a conversation and she's, she comes from a Christian foundation. I'm not sure it's the same um, kind of stream as we would be in, but uh, but she she comes from a foundation where it's like talking about living brave and living connected to your heart, and she really helped our generation understand connection, like connection mm-hmm. to self, connection to others. But there's something as far as like what you guys are and what you represent, Ali specifically. It's like it, it, connections one step, which is really important. But there's mm-hmm. also how do we walk out our fullness and who mm-hmm. God made us to be, and it's in connection again is one step in that. But I, I really hear when I talk to you uh, at different times, there's this place of um, really going on a personal journey and personal ownership into who God is. And you've done that yourself and then you lead people into it. And I love that you do it with or without the Christianese that you, you, know, you can do right. that work. <laughs> Even when people don't know if that's what's happening, that you're using psychology to really help people, which psychology is a tool. Yeah. And psychiatry mm-hmm. is a tool, all these in neuro, neurology, neurotherapy, all these things are tools that whoever uses them makes them good or bad, right. not, not the tool itself. And I think I'm just so excited to hear what's going to come out of you in the future in that. Um, I'm going to ask you this because you guys like, tell us a story, either one of you, as far as how God has, you know, out of these places, we've been talking about your marriage and what God's spoken to you as far as to help people. And Jeremy, even like writing 50 books before you're 50. You've already done a bunch of ours. You've helped us. I'm, I'm helping you to keep that tally high or get that tally high. <laughs> um, and then Allie, you personally, like just, you know, in your, in your psychology career and just going after it, tell us um, some practical stories or some maybe one-on-one stories or a God story just to uh, un- unpack this a little bit more. Yeah. I love that. Um, I'm going to frame this with a theology piece because it's, it's how it's coming to me in my mind, sure. but we are, predestined to to walk out our purpose and i think i think the the scripture would say so uh where god uh will either put forth a purpose and plan for us and if we if we stray stray one way or another uh redemption can come in and redemption can reset that purpose or that plan so god is co-signing our life and he's creating a path for us to walk out these things and um and and I spoke earlier out of the dream that uh, I had for for us to birth forth this resource and birth forth 
things that that help really change and reform people's thoughts and minds. And it was really something that tied into uh, what I already thought and believed and what God had already created for us. And and I feel like God's put us on a path right now to help unlock people in um, in a in a relational sense for them to not only prosper but then for them to really thrive and build a a successful relationship. And and we've been uh, having conversations with people, friends, and acquaintances, and really asking them um, the thing that's uh, that's the most troubling, the thing that's the most uh, restricting for them. And uh, they've communicated that they've that they've succeeded in some areas, but uh, the thing they struggle with the most is the relational piece. Yeah. And yeah. Um, so so we've been on a journey, uh, really diving in. Uh, studying and then also connecting with people to to help kind of reshape uh what relationships look like in the fabric of a relationship and it's brought us to some some really profound moments uh where we're thinking about uh coming down i remember we were on a trip with you uh, i can't remember which city because they they were all back to back to back <laughs> and yeah, um, yeah i just remember the lobby <laughs> um <laughs> But uh, I came downstairs thinking about the uh, the love languages and Gary Chapman, uh, you know, yeah. wonderful book, The Five Love Languages. And I was asking myself, um, there's got to be more to this. And I understand packaging a book. We've done it a few times um, and, and how you can have a, a well-written manuscript and what needs to be in there, whatnot. But uh, I said, there's got to be more to this. The love languages are an invitation for us to get to know people, and the love languages are also an invitation for us to get to know our liabilities. And mm. um, they're assets and liabilities, one and the same, because they're the thing that drives us, right? And so we started pursuing this, this understanding of what drives us, because if we understand what drives us, our, uh, our behaviors can now be changed. Uh, and we can modify our relationships if we know the thing that motivates us. And so we we sat down and we started to unpack not just the things that that we are drawn to, which would be those love languages, but we um, unpack the goals that we have and the motivators that we have. Yeah. And uh, we discovered there's 60 different kinds of motivations in a relationship. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. And, and some are good. Some are not so good. <laughs> And the hierarchy of those motivations, uh, based on how they're organized, uh, determines how a relationship will will transpire. Yeah. And uh, if certain motivations are put above others, then it really begins to shape the behaviors of that relationship. Therefore, the outcome, because mm -hmm. of course your your behavior is uh, is really the the result of what's happening internally, and. Uh, this has changed everything for us. We feel like if people understood these motivations, then they are are now able to uh, reorient those those invisible realities that they were living in, yeah. label them properly, organize them, and destroy the ones that are bad. Right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So uh, it's been really a fun journey. Uh, uh, just diving into that, and it was because we had so many experiences with people. And they talked about the one thing that they struggled with the most, which was the relational prosperity. 
hearing you, Jeremy, and and Allie knowing that, you know, part of the graduation of your program, your PhD program, is that Jeremy gets an honorary degree. <laughs> yes. Because <laughs> Praise the, the Lord. South goes through so much in it. And it's kind of like a loving way that the school does that. But there's like something about it where you guys have really, there is party that's gone to school with Allie and Allie, there's mm-hmm. party that's gone to school with Jeremy and Maris, because I can hear in you just so much of a depth of what it's the thing, kind of things that I think is the next move of God is helping people to flesh out their belief system in their real life. Mm-hmm. And I, I, you know, years ago I said, you know, revival is going to look like family. Mm-hmm. And, and I got known for that in the early 2000s. Like people were like, did you hear what this guy said? And I didn't know, I wasn't known for anything else, but I was known for that. Mm-hmm. And people were like, wow, if we could have healthy families and healthy marriages and healthy, you know, whatever, it, it could change. It's a game changer because like everyone's in a family. And I feel like, you know, part of revival looking like family or part of families having health is these kinds of tools that you guys are bringing. And I can't believe we're, we're towards the end of our podcast because I love talking to you guys so much. But um, I want you guys to share just for a few minutes just what you're working on. I know you've already shared the book, but just share all the tools that you guys have and what you're working on and how we can get a hold of them. Yeah, we're working on a lot, to be honest, um, but we're really um, just so excited and passionate. You know, when when God is behind something, um, you have energy for it. You know, you have that that drive and that um, resources internally. So we um, did just finish uh, the book, which will be out in a couple weeks. And, Yay! Um, yeah, we're so excited. I run the it's same been, time as this podcast. Yeah, it's been a... a long process and it's been really exciting and and quite a adventure um even working together writing a book was such a fun process and uh kind of a rare thing people don't often do but it was amazing so we're really excited to get that out because i think that's a really practical resource that people can have and refer back to when they're looking for support in a specific area it's divided into seven sections so it's um, really based on different areas of life, whether that's family and relationships or financial prosperity or emotional prosperity, um, having prospering thoughts, those kinds of things. And then we also do have a, a podcast um, that's been out for a little bit that we're continuing to grow, um, talking about the ways of prosperity and just kind of breaking them down and having these kind of conversations about the different ways of prosperity. And we're we're working on uh the fabric of a relationship and really dissecting that in a beautiful way. We want to have the most comprehensive platform for, uh, for, for relationships to prosper. And so we've identified uh, the core elements of a relationship. And first would be the 39 different areas of self-development. And then, and then next it would be uh, the giving uh, exchange. So everything that's given to the other person, whether it's communication, time, experience, uh, anything that's handed off over that bridge that's given to someone else. Then we have the receiving exchange. Anything that you actually receive uh, from that party, sometimes it's completely different than what they were giving you. And so there's this checks and balances piece uh, on what you actually got, um, which is huge. You know, Uh, somebody says hello and you, you took it a completely different way because you have a history and you have a backdrop of understanding that goes with that. And then there is um, the motivators, the 60 different kinds of motivations that motivate you in a relationship. And so understanding those is so, so vital. And then the most unique thing about a relationship is its history, where, where you come from, where you're going and what you intend to do with the relationship. 
and and then finances. And so um, we're we're trying to flesh that out in a beautiful way for people to uh, work on their relationships individually, uh, you know, as they're single or uh, and they're they're fully married because we want to create those preventative measures and those tools and skill sets where people don't get to disaster uh, crisis time and they have to go see a therapist, but they yeah. but they have a mandate from the very beginning to to set things in a beautiful way and they've got the tools and the skill sets so they can start their thriving journey and they don't just have to do uh critical maintenance so um that's really what we're excited about doing and and building out and then you know helping other people uh you know unlock their potential too um as well as everything i'm doing with you uh we're doing a whole lot together and it's it's uh we like to keep the plate full, you know. Yeah. You keep it very full. That will say to everyone who's listening, you might have heard everything that Jeremy said. And it sounds like 60 areas. Wow, that sounds overwhelming. But when you hear Jeremy and Allie actually unpack it, it's not at all. And, they, and they're going bite-sized piece by bite-sized piece in their podcast right now. So check out everything that we're doing on RadiantThoughts.com with our book and our new platform. Which you could join and listen to all the back episodes. So, you guys, thank you so much for being on today. Thanks for just lending your voice to our world. Awesome conversation. And thanks for all you do. Thank you so much. It's been great. We have some exciting news. We have a new online platform called Bowls Ministries Online Platform. It includes all of our content for one low price. This is all of our e-courses, which is Keysons Economy, Prophetic 101, Modern Profits, Living and Thriving Marriage, God's Secrets. But here's where it gets really interactive. We have a Translating God mentoring platform with new content every week. So weekly teaching videos and group and individual mentoring videos and guest contributors from around the world, weekly prophetic testimonies, weekly Q&A. You're going to love this. This is an interactive platform that invites you to exclusive content from me and guests. There's also an opportunity for you to submit your dreams to interpret. You guys are going to love this. And this is all one low price of $14 a month. And I want you are exploring the prophetic family to join. Come be a part of this. It's going to change your life. And I know we're going to enjoy having you. So come visit BowlsMinistries.com. Thanks for listening to Exploring the Prophetic Podcast. I'm your host, Sean Bowles. I want to encourage you to stay involved with us. Continue the conversation online by going to our Facebook page. Sean Bowles is our Facebook public address. Also, you can visit us at www.BowlsMinistries.com. And if you're enjoying the podcast, make sure to subscribe to it. It's Exploring the Prophetic with Sean Bowles.